Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. All right, it is a Monday, a lively Monday live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. You have lots of choices out there. One hour from now, as is customary on Monday, where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. Plenty of both as we get set for the Denver Nuggets to wrap up the season. They are bigger, longer, better and equally smartly coached. J-Mac, we both kind of felt this was going to happen. It's been a little quicker and more dominating, perhaps. Jimmy Buckets has disappeared a little bit. Stop it. Don't go after Jimmy Butler. He can't carry the entire team against the best team in the NBA. But uh, I'm looking forward to you banging on uh, the other New York football team. Very excited for that. (laughs) Let's start with this. So, um, 16 teams made the playoffs. One, the Denver Nuggets have mowed through everybody. The other 15 lost or have struggled. Denver hasn't. Swept the Lakers, rolled through the Suns, humiliated Minnesota, and are hammering Miami. They are the best team. One team of 16 has rolled through it, from IQ to coaching to versatility to length to scoring to rebound. Uh, They're just the best team. Shooting, selflessness. It doesn't matter. They're, they're special. Basketball, though, is a very hard game to officiate. It's a series of pass interference calls for two and a half hours. Big bodies moving quickly, trying to initiate contact. Flopping thrown in to add a degree of difficulty. You could call a foul on every play. That's why the NBA, more than any other sport, it's hard to officiate. You always hear, that oh, the league is rigged. The league is rigged. So I went back 50 years to 1963. I think I had to go to 66 with the NFL. How many champions have there been in every sport? And you know what you find? It's all about the same. College football and college basketball, college sports built for dynasties, both have 24. Isn't that something in 50 years? Baseball, 23. Hockey, 20. NFL, 20. And the NBA, Denver would be the 18th. 
The only reason the NBA is just slightly lower is because I started in 1963, and that was in the middle of the longest-running dynasty in the history of American professional sports, the Boston Celtics. If I had started earlier, a few years, they'd be at 22, 23 like everybody else. A lot of those teams have now disappeared in the NBA. The reality is the best team wins in every sport. Every sport also, between the Yankees or the Lakers or Alabama football or Duke or Carolina basketball, every sport also has one or two franchises or teams that have more championships based on a legendary coach or some geographical advantage or financial edge or marketing edge. Los Angeles, for instance, in the NBA with the Lakers, it's a winter league. They play in Los Angeles, nice weather, entertainment capital for a league that's star-driven. You get it. But don't kid yourself on Denver. They're just fantastic. Guys like Aaron Gordon are averaging 17 and a half points, and he's a defensive stopper. He's got an Andrew Wiggins Warriors feel. We'll get into that later. Their top five players are all in their prime. Very scary for the rest of basketball. They're going nowhere. Nothing is rigged. Hate to break it to you. If it was, the Celtics would make it, and so would the Lakers. Denver has rolled the only team they have rolled through the NBA playoffs, and they're mowing over Miami, and they also have an element of maturity and coaching in Michael Malone, who said his only fear tonight is apathy. My biggest concern going into any closeout game is human nature and fighting against that. You know, you're up 3-1, and, you know, there's, there's, it's a, most teams, when you're up 3-1, they come up for air, they relax, and they, they just kind of take it for granted that, oh, we're, we're going to win this. Our approach has to be that we're down 3-1. You know, they're desperate. We have to be more desperate. They're hungry. We have to be hungrier. That's what great teams worry about, overconfidence. Miami's not worried about that. They're getting squished. That's what the Shaq and Kobe, Phil Jackson Lakers worried about, overconfidence, being dialed in tonight. Denver is significantly better this year than the regular rest of the NBA. They were a number one seed. They were so locked in and so much better. They basically took the last two weeks of the regular season off. Jokic missed five of the last seven games. They just sat him. Otherwise, they'd probably have the first or second best record in the NBA. Make no mistake, the better teams, the Denver Nuggets. So um, Saquon Barkley is not the best running back in the NFL, but he may be the most valuable because the owner of the New York Giants forced his GM and his head coach to saddle up to Daniel Jones at a financial number, $40 million a year, I could argue is almost double his value. They negotiated against themselves. Nobody else would have signed Daniel Jones to anything resembling that contract. So Saquon Barkley's not the best back but what is Daniel Jones without him? With him, he's mediocre and overpaid. So let's look at Saquon Barkley's career. He's the number two pick, comes into the NFL, and has his best year. 2,000 yards, led the NFL, he was fantastic. Year two, he was very good, but he missed some games. Year three, he's injured, barely played. Year four, he came back too early, missed more games below average season. Last year, year five, Arguably a second-best year, very strong. 1,600 yards, 10 TDs. So the Giants rightly and predictably franchise-tagged him. 
That's what any good GM would do. He's had one amazing year, two very strong years, an injured year, a meh year when he came back too soon, and he's missed 21 starts. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. 21 starts. He's missed those due to injury. May have missed another one just to sit out a game. Um, he should be franchise tagged. That's why everybody collectively bargained for it. But the franchise tag would Pam a number, $10 million a year, that would indicate he's the seventh best running back in the NFL. I think he's closer to four or five, but it's close. The Giants issue, though, and this happens throughout the league, and fans, I don't think, recognize it. Owners, Cleveland has one. Dallas has one. The Giants apparently have one, though I never thought the Mara family were really in that class. They want to see Daniel Jones work. They see some Eli Manning Southern kid (laughs) kind of look similar, same size, more athletic than Eli, maybe not the arm of Eli, but they kind of, they don't want chaos anymore. It's a very blue blood franchise. They don't like chaos. Let the Jets have chaos. The Lions have chaos. Washington have chaos. Raiders have chaos. Giants don't like it. They want their quarterback. And so they negotiated against themselves. Um, and that's always bad in any business, negotiating against yourself, and they massively overpaid for him. And now it makes Saquon Barkley a very, very good back, the back with the most leverage in the entire NFL because the offensive line is average to below average. The receiving core is a nothing burger. So there you are. I like Saquon. I think he's really good. I'd love to have him on my team, but I would have franchise tagged him. Every GM would have franchise tagged him, but they should have franchise tagged Daniel Jones. Instead, they're trapped. Here's Saquon Barkley talking about, he's not going to camp, talking about his current situation. It's misleading for sure. Um, I think I've came out and said that I want to be a giant for life. I came out and said that uh, I'm not trying to reset the running back market. So, you know, for those reports to come out and try to make me look like um, greedy or whatever. Uh, I just, that's not even close to being the truth. This is where I want to be. And at the end of the day, um, it's all about, you know, something that respectable. It's all about respect. And that's, that's really what it is. He's been paid fairly. He was a number two pick. He's had a great year, two strong ones, a meh, and an injured year. He should be franchise tagged. But when the owners swoop in, and they know business, and they know wealth, they're billionaires, but they don't know football, you get trapped. Where you don't want to be in the NFL is trapped. You don't have to be great at something. The Houston Texans, they went and got a quarterback. Carolina went and got a quarterback. They're not trapped. They're actually in better quarterback spots. They can move off of C.J. Stroud. They can move off of Bryce Young after a year or two. They're not paying him anything. But by paying Daniel Jones what they did, and I don't deeply believe the GM would have, this is where you are. Like Saquon, but any reasonable GM would have franchise tagged him. A long-term contract with a player with an injury history at a position with an injury issue is not a good place to be. J-Mac, we're talking about the Jets today in the first hour. Very good news for the Jets. Not so good for the Giants. Listen, we have been agreeing a lot lately on this show, but uh, I couldn't agree with you more on the Saquon Barkley-Daniel Jones disaster for the New York Giants. This Daniel Jones thing, you just have to wonder how far the ramifications will be 
coach, offensive coordinator, rest of the team. Like, it does not look good right now for the Giants. But Saquon acquitted himself very well in that interview. Yeah. I watched all the clips. And yeah. You know, there's, he said a lot of the right things. Very few running backs have leverage. Saquon's not just negotiating for himself, but for other running backs right now in the league, because yeah. that's a position you have very little leverage. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. No story is nicer right now than the nice Aaron Rodgers. This is the most engaged, it's the happiest. We've heard Aaron, a little predictable. We kind of thought it'd be a new Aaron, new job, new relationship. Listen to him talk about OTAs. The on-the-field stuff was really important as we start to work through some of the uh, adjustments and signals and just kind of being the other voice in the room with, uh, with Hack uh, in the installs and in the QB room. Uh, you know, it was a lot of fun, actually. Um, the last six weeks have been about the most fun I've had in a while, so... It's fun to come to work and be excited about what we're doing. The last time Aaron Rodgers was this motivated were those two years after the Packers moved up to draft Jordan Love. What followed over the following two years after that, Aaron had 85 touchdowns and nine picks, a passer rating close to 70%, passer rating 116, completion percentage 69%. Motivated Aaron, insane Aaron. There are athletes out there, not many, the Kobe's, the Mahomes, LeBron's, and Brady, pre, post, during, they're motivated. They're self-motivated. They don't need anything. Peyton Manning was like that. They're just born to compete. They roll to bed. The second they just want a title, they want a second, third, and fourth. 
Aaron is uniquely talented, as talented, I would argue, as any of those previously mentioned athletes. The difference is, how do you harness the horsepower with Aaron? He may need a push. I also believe my theory through the years, I call it the Green Bay quarterback theory. It's the only franchise in pro sports with no owner, and it's the smallest American town with a pro franchise. When you combine those two, it manifests itself. Favre, Aaron Rodgers were the most powerful people, not football players. They were most powerful people in sports. No owner to call them out. You have the Green Bay small town market media kind of in your pocket. It's easy to get fat. It's easy to be unmotivated. You wake up running the franchise. Even Brady had to answer to Robert Kraft. Even LeBron has to answer to Jeannie Buss. The reality, though, is New York humbles you, challenges you, and will call you out. And so it's a little bit of a jet fuel, a little bit of a Red Bull for Aaron Rodgers, and we've seen it before. And I also like this. He's going to the same franchise that Favre did. He can be the better quarterback from Green Bay to do that, solidifying himself as the best Packer quarterback ever. Also, when Favre left, the Packers briefly dipped but went back to remain viable. If Jordan Love's not the guy and Aaron crushes in New York, it's two more notches in his I'm better than Brett Favre belt. Legacy matters to everybody. Matters to Brady, it matters to Peyton, it matters to Aaron. If Jordan Love doesn't sizzle and Aaron does and Favre didn't with the Jets, he wins there as well. And we have a history of Midwestern stars who are legendary. Big Poppy, Kevin Garnett, uh, Peyton Manning, LeBron, Kareem. They're legendary, but because they're in the Midwest, they're not on the coasts, they're not near big cities, they don't get the love. But when they go to the Red Sox or they go to the Lakers or they go to the Miami Heat, they take over sports. We finally pay that coastal attention to Big Poppy that he didn't get in Minnesota. So I, I tend to think the happy Aaron, the energized Aaron, is going to be really special. I don't think they have a great O-line, although it was injury plague last year. I don't think they have a loaded receiving core, although it's certainly solid, much better than the Crosstown Giants. But... Um, Good times for the Jets. Good Aaron Rodgers. Energized, focused, challenged Aaron Rodgers is the best Aaron Rodgers. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. One of the reasons I believe that even though the NFL only recruits or drafts its players domestically, basketball is a global sport, but why is the NBA draft so quick and why are there so many busts? Half the NFL is undrafted because the football culture, in my opinion, in America is superior to the basketball culture in developing successful athletes. You have to go to college for three years minimum. You hang out with other people. You are coached hard. The basketball culture in America is spot talent and get it paid immediately and everybody gravy trains off it. So what you get is a draft that any year can give you about four really good players. Other guys would have been successful, but we rush teenagers to carry a crappy franchise. So one of the key pieces in last year's playoff championship for the Warriors, if you remember, was Andrew Wiggins. 
So Wiggins comes in, number one pick, comes into the league. Bad team, bad culture, no defined role, just get a bunch of points. And he largely disappears and is seen as a a semi-bust in Minnesota. And then a really good coach and a really good culture. The Warriors go, okay, let's bring him over to us. You can be our number three. You're twitchy and athletic and vertical. Be our elite defender. We'll get your points when we get them. Be about defense. But he was a smart player. He was no longer a teenager. He was hungry because he'd been beaten up and uh, misused in Minnesota. And Wiggins comes to the Warriors, and he's everything they needed. Put him on Jason Tatum. They don't win that championship without Andrew Wiggins, which is why as they reboot their roster, they don't want to give him up. The Warriors didn't ask a teenager to lead the franchise. That's why so many of the Warrior players, Steph Curry went to college for several years. Draymond Green went to college for four years. Clay Thompson went to college for multiple years. They come into the league. You're not rushed to carry the franchise. So this is Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon comes out of college. He's the number four pick. He goes to Orlando. Bad franchise, no defined role. You need to be a teenager and lead the franchise. It's just asking too much of a talented kid. So then a really good culture, a a, a fledgling culture, Denver says, we got a star player and a number two. Come over here, be a great teammate, define role, be a stopper. He's got all these, you know, length, size, toughness, I mean, he's really a handful. And if you go look at what he's done the last couple of years, he's a stopper. You can put him on a LeBron. You can put him on a Paul George, a Kawhi. You can put him on any great wing player, and they shrink. If you go look at in this, he's scoring now more points with Denver on fewer shots because they defined his role. So if you go look at Jimmy Butler in the playoffs, he was lighting everybody up. Right now, Jimmy Butler is making him much less viable. And Aaron Gordon's also giving you, in these finals, 16.5 points, 7.5 rebounds, and he is hands down the best defender right now in the finals. So it's another example. Andrew Wiggins and Aaron Gordon, top five picks, wildly dynamic athletes, very good on the defensive end, come into the league young, Bad franchises, chaos, don't know how to define their role. Finally, smart teams say, this guy was a number one pick for a reason. This guy was a number four pick for a reason. Let's give him a defined role. We've already got our star in San Francisco in Curry. We've already got our star in Jokic. Here's what we're going to ask you to do with all these physical gifts, Andrew Wiggins, Aaron Gordon, and it's been a complete home run. He's shrinking everybody in the West. And now Jimmy Butler, his length, his size, he talked about it. I felt like I, I was going to be uh, a defender for this team, you know, a, a defenseman for this team. Um, I knew they could score. I like to play defense. I, that's my niche. That's how I came into the, into the league, um, defensive-minded. Um, as far as the offensive side, it was just, you know, Get in where I fit in. Um, find cuts, find openings, find find um, uh, transition buckets. You know, try and get easy ones, and then just yeah, really just get in where I fit in. 
Uh, he certainly does. I think he's been a key to this series. And if they had an award for teammate of the year, Wiggins would have been it last year for the Warriors. Aaron Gordon would be it this year. Fit is really, really important. As good as Patrick Mahomes is, you give him a defensive coach, you give him a bad GM, they couldn't reboot their own line and receiving core like they do now. Part of Mahomes' success is when he was young and raw, he entered a winning culture and a smart organization that was patient with him. He didn't even have to play much his first year. In fact, he started his last game. You put him in a lousy culture with a defensive coach. They're starting him week one. Bad O-line. He's getting crushed, losing confidence, flailing, playing hero ball. I'm not saying Mahomes wouldn't have been successful, but Brady, don't kid yourself, Dante Skarnecchia, Belichick, Kraft are a big part of his success. By the time Tom got really great, he already had multiple rings and confidence. Uh, I saw this story. Uh, you know, I understand players wanting to make money. Like, I get it. I don't begrudge that. But at some point, what you don't want to be is in the conversation of, yeah, he's one of the best players to never win a title. Carl Malone, Dan Marino, you just don't talk about him. Now, Charles Barkley's also in that class, but he's so profoundly dynamic on television, we talk about him. But Chris Paul has now made $360 million or close to it just in NBA contracts. He also, we looked it up, makes about $5 million per year on State Farm commercials and somewhere between five, six, and $8 million a year with the Jordan brand. Money's not his issue. He is becoming best NBA player to never win a ring. He's in that Malone category right now. So I am all for guys getting theirs, but the Warriors, that's the story this morning. Woj reports it. Chris Paul linked to the Warriors. Yeah, that's what they need to get smaller and older. He doesn't fit there. It's good maybe for the brand. You'll get into the playoffs. Your shoes will sell more. I also see Chris Paul to the Lakers. Yeah, that's what they need. Old and brittle. They've already got Austin Reeves and LeBron to run the offense. Now, I know, I know, I know. I hear this. With both the Warriors and the Lakers. Hey, you can steal him. So what? He'd still need minutes. You'd still be building your offense to some degree around him. It's great that you can get stuff at value. If you can get a car at value, what's it matter if you if you don't have space in your garage? Like, what's the point of the value? He doesn't fit the Warriors. It's a brand play. He doesn't fit the Lakers. The Warriors have facilitators. The Warriors have scores. What they don't have is youth and size. Twitchy athletes. People that can score down low. The Lakers, Austin Reeves initiates offense and contact and free throws. So does LeBron James. They may even keep D'Lo. They don't need somebody to facilitate offense that's old and at this point can't defend, can't give you big minutes. Like Chris Paul, do you want to be in that conversation of best guy who could never win a title? I, I think there's a way to come back to Phoenix, take a discount. I kind of like that. Get them some bench help. I think that works. But the, the teams I'm hearing for Chris Paul this morning feel like brand plays to get you on TV and get discussed. They don't feel like fits. And I think as you age, there are fewer and fewer and fewer places in any industry that you fit unless you take a drastic pay cut. But this idea that, hey, just bring him to the Lakers, he'll be cheap. He's going to take somebody's minutes. He's going to be taking Austin Reeves' minutes. You can't bring him in and say, hey, Chris, sit on the bench. It ain't going to work. So he's got to be taking somebody's minutes. The idea that, well, he's a value. 
Value can be really overrated. Where does he play? Who's off the floor when he's on it? And a Schroeder's going elsewhere to make some money. You think he'd be happy in that role? This is this is a Hall of Famer first ballot. In the regular season, yes. And then guess what? Uh-oh. We need you healthy for the playoffs, Chris. Okay. So You're now- not making all NBA. It's 38. The ship has sailed. You want to play here and maybe win a title? You think he's happy? Or do you being- want to go play big minutes in Podunk, Orlando? You know? Well, you see the Lakers are a championship contender. That's what I don't see them as a championship. They team. were in the Western Conference. Finals and Anthony Davis had his longest concurrent stretch of healthy basketball. LeBron will be a year older. Yeah. Well, they. I mean, listen. They also ran into a buzzsaw in Denver, and mm-hmm. they also with Rui and uh, Austin Reeves and uh, D'Angelo Russell. Those guys only had what? Well, not Russell, but they had like twenty-five games together to get right. Now they've got a full season. That was the argument for Westbrook. We just need more time. Well, together. they got Westbrook out, and, that, and I was never in on that argument. <laughs> Let's so what, you, you're, okay, well, so you don't want Chris Paul in the Lakers? Everybody's saying you can get a value for him. Okay, wh- whose minutes is he taking? Dennis Schroeder. He's not going to be happy in they're, that role. So their point guards were Schroeder and D'Angelo Russell. If I told you they would not bring back Russell, not bring back Schroeder, and they get their minutes from... Chris Paul and Austin Reeves. So is so is Chris Paul starting? I would imagine he'd want to sure, start. Sure, Chris Paul can start. So where? Listen. Oh, by the way, timeout. Can I get this as a coach in youth basketball? <laughs> uh, I like to tell the players it's not who starts. Yeah. It's who finishes. You who's on the court in the final five minutes? That's who I trust the most. Starters. Psh, Kevin loves starting in the finals. I think on, that bro. works with eight-year-olds. You don't I, think that worked with Chris Paul? Chris Paul's going to want to start. Not coming off the bench. And well, by, you'd have to have hard conversations okay. with Chris Paul. All right. Chris, you want to play for a title? How many so, rings you got? So you're telling Chris Paul you're going to take a massive salary reduction and come off the bench. Yeah, he was yeah. all NBA two so years. So LeBron ago. walks into the meeting. Chris, here's all the rings I got. <laughs> Pat Riley style. How many you got? I don't think. Fall I'm, in line, buddy. Don't not fall in line, Chris. <laughs> what do you get when you combine a three-time Manager of the Year and a three-time National Sports Writer of the Year? It's the Book of Joe podcast. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions, playoff games, and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 
1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Where Colin was right. Well, we said we felt the Nuggets were deeper, more talented, would win the game, the series in six, five, six games. They also cracked Miami's zone. One of the reasons we liked Denver, we said that Eric Spolstra won't have the importance or the leverage that he did against Joe Missoula and the Celtics, where we felt Spo would win two or three games himself, a coaching mismatch. Michael Malone's very good. They've cracked the Miami zone. Nuggets are winning by an average of nine points. So where the coaching is much more of a draw, Spo's probably viewed as better. You know, he's got... He's got a lot of success in his wallet. Um, The coaching matchup kind of neutralizes Miami's edge, and Denver's just got more really good shot makers. Where Colin was wrong. Uh, Jamal Murray has almost elevated, I think, from Devin Booker, and I always considered him kind of the same guy, get points, but he's become a playmaker. He has 10-plus assists in each of his first four final games. That's never happened. Not even Magic Johnson did that. So that's that's record stuff. He's averaging over 23 a game, shooting over 41% from three. That's not staggering. He can score. That's never been a question. But he's became become a playmaker, and we always think of Jokic as the playmaker on this team. So between Jokic and Jamal Murray, both being elite scorers and elite playmakers, this is not just a good team, maybe not just a very good team. It becomes a great team very quickly. Where Colin was right? Well, we thought that Aaron Rodgers in New York would be challenged, would be more energized, and would probably work a little harder at OTAs. Well, what do you know? It's new, found, newly attentive, newly energized Aaron Rodgers, and here he was this weekend. The on-the-field stuff was really important as we start to work through some of the uh, adjustments and signals and just kind of being the other voice in the room with uh, with Hack uh, in the installs and in the QB room. Uh, you know, it was a lot of fun, actually. Um, the last six weeks have been about the most fun I've had in a while. So it's fun to come to work and be excited about what we're doing. Green Bay got stale. 
This Aaron, a much better version. Where Colin was wrong. I love Jimmy Butler. I consider him a go-to guy if you're in the finals, but uh, things have changed. It may be called Aaron Gordon, but he looks tired. Uh, he looks a little overwhelmed. His plus-minus is awful. Uh, he's averaging 21 per game and shooting like 35% from threes. So the reality is, as much as we like Jimmy Butler, it feels a little bit like Jason Tatum in the finals last year. A lot of minutes. Both ends, looks a little overwhelmed and tired. He looks gassed. Wrong on this one. Where Colin was right. Bryce Young has already been named starter for the Carolina Panthers. We're not even close to camp, right? That was my prediction that Frank Reich, really good offensive coach, understands how to deal with quarterbacks, didn't waste any time like the Bears did with Justin Fields, isn't getting in his way like Belichick is, not waiting to start him like Mike Tomlin, defensive coach, did with Kenny Pickett. Frank Reich gets offense, he gets quarterbacks, and Bryce Young was a three-year starter at a profoundly good high school in Southern California, a two-year starter with Bama in the SEC, five big years of football, a lot of reps, a lot of starting. He's ready to go. Where Colin was wrong. You know, I always thought if I was a wide receiver, the rigid defensive culture of New England would not be attractive. But the story this morning is DeAndre Hopkins has not only visited the Patriots, he's really interested. You know what? This works. It fits. And I kind of want to see it. I just don't think the Patriots have the pop to beat the Jets, the Bills, or the Dolphins in that division. And I think New England knows it. This would be a substantial move, and the kind of move I would love to see. Kind of surprised he's this close to going to New England. Where Colin was right. Defensive coaches, they can't help themselves. What did the Bills do this offseason? Did they try to finally shore up the offensive line? No. The Bills recently added Leonard Floyd and extended Ed Oliver. Defensive line help. Yet the offensive line remains the weakness. They now are spending the second most in the league on defense. They can't help themselves. The issue with this team, even against Cincinnati, they can't sustain drives. They're too Josh Allen dependent. The O-line and the run game are inconsistent. They did draft the tight end, Dalton Kincaid, I like. They have also added to the running back room. But watch where teams with defensive coaches spend their money. Seattle, Pittsburgh, the Chargers, the Bills. They're not winning Super Bowls. Sometimes they just don't get it. They can't help themselves. Where Colin was right. The Live Tour has officially merged with the PGA Tour. I didn't have to agree with Saudi Arabia's history. Don't have to love everything about them, but stars matter. And when Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepkin and Dustin Johnson left, I said, golf is in the TV business. Golf's in the entertainment business. Now that Tiger's no longer dependable in his prime, you need stars. They don't have them. They started losing money, reportedly multiple major sponsors who also have connections doing business with Saudi Arabia pulled out, and the PGA needed the LIV Tour because they needed their stars back. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Let's bring in Rick Buecher as we have the potential of the NBA season, at least the basketball version on the floor ending tonight. 
you know, we made this comp that you would know well earlier in the show that Andrew Wiggins and Aaron Gordon, top five picks, go to a bad culture. Yeah. Teenagers asked to carry a franchise. Yep. It's too much. Both good athletically, defensively, go to better cultures. And literally, the the Wiggins on Tatum last year is like, whoa. And then Gordon on Butler. And I think Aaron Gordon is one of the most valuable teammates. And I thought Wiggins last year and Gordon this year, yeah. he's become a huge problem for Miami. His length, his size, his physicality, has he not? No question. I mean, look, he's he's the highest draft pick on that Denver Nuggets roster. He's the number four pick. And his willingness, and yet some guys can be picked high, but they're not franchise players. They're right. not cornerstone players. Uh, and so he's been put into the perfect role as the third guy, much like, like Wiggins, same situation. And sometimes you get guys that are, that are capable of doing that or willing to do that in order to win. And, and some guys aren't. They're stuck on... No, I'm a star, and it needs to be built around me, and they end up never getting close to a championship. I, David West, you remember David West, yeah, the course. power forward? He was paired with Chris Paul in New Orleans, and I think he played in Indiana, and then he, he went to San Antonio and Golden State, and I had a chance to talk to him about this very thing. And he goes, I realized that if I was one of the main two players, I was not good enough to win a championship, and I wanted to win a championship. So I was willing to take a lesser role and pick an organization where I thought that I could contribute. And I can't help but feel like Aaron has made the same decision. And now you get to see some of the talent that made him the number four pick and why Orlando thought he might be a cornerstone player. Because he can make those plays in certain situations you just can't expect him to make it all the time with all the attention on him. You know, it's interesting. If you look at great teams, all-time great teams, mm -hmm. you generally have, you know, uh, you've got a transcendent star, a Duncan, an MVP-level high-end player, Tony Parker, mm -hmm. and then a perfect role player, mm -hmm. like an all-time role player, Manu Ginobili. I'd flip, I'd flip Manu and Tony, but the point... Still made, yes. Okay, and then e e even Shaq and Kobe, power score, perimeter score, and then very high-end players who are known for other things. Yep. You start looking at Denver, mm -hmm. and they have mowed through the playoffs. <laughs> of the 16 teams, one yeah. has mowed through it. Yeah. You have arguably the most important player on the planet at center. Yep. Jamal Murray now is not only a scorer, he's an elite playmaker. Yep. And one of the best defensive players in the league. Mm -hmm. If Brown and Michael Porter are end of the starting, you know, if they're rotational or end of the starting, are we looking at a great team? Yes. Yeah. And and all of them are at the right age. I mean, they're all in their prime. Uh, Jokic is twenty-seven. Uh, I think Gordon is twenty-seven. I mean, all these guys are kind of in their late twenties. So. Yeah, they have that. They have this opportunity. They've also they've got a little bit of what Golden State had, which is they've changed the game. Like with a point center in Jokic, now I expect that teams are going to be looking yeah. to find seven athletic seven footers who might be able to match up with him to make the game difficult or find some sort of wrinkle that is going to have an answer for. Jokic. This is really interesting, and, I, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot. I'm putting myself on the spot because I'm trying to think of something really quick before I ask the question, but 
Great teams not only change the game, Mm -hmm. the Warriors, Mm -hmm. the league literally goes, we got to copy that. Mm -hmm. But great teams also end the previous dynasty. Golden State physically can't match up with his team. Right. They Draymond Green's too small for Jokic. It's almost like you knew Nirvana was legendary because they <laughs> made hair bands look silly. <laughs> like right, <laughs> like the hair band, you're like, no, no. Yeah. Like the Pearl Jams yeah. and the Nirvanas not only were great and changed the game to grunge, but they kind of made the previous rock stars look silly. Denver now, like if you're Golden State, you have to get bigger. Mm-hmm. You cannot mm-hmm. compete with this team, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, then that's where. Uh, Joe Lacob's confidence that we can do this again or we can replace all the pieces. It's like, no, you don't, you can't replace the pieces. I mean, maybe you can, but that's not going to get you there. You have to reinvent yourself. And I just don't think that there's enough credit given to how lucky the Warriors were that everything came together the way it did. They didn't construct Draymond, Clay, and Steph with an overview of what they were going to become, <laughs> that they were going to become the great small ball team. Right. I mean, they they signed DeAndre Jordan, if I'm not mistaken, to an offer sheet. Yeah, right? right. They went after Tyson Chandler, and Tyson Chandler's nah, you guys, you guys aren't good enough. So they for were going right? to go big. Yeah, they went after Dwight Howard. I mean, they tried to do that. They tried to hire Stan Van Gundy. I think, they, in fact, they offered him the job. So. This idea that the you know that there was some master plan to get Steve Kerr and like all of that, no, it it came together and it was a very unique combination. And I would say, in some ways, the same with the the Nuggets. Like they didn't know what they had in Jokic. They didn't know they didn't know Gordon would be. This they didn't good. know Aaron Gordon would accept this role. I read, like I read one of the assistant coaches saying, "We knew he was good. We had no idea it was this good." Yeah. Or and and, and the, here's the biggest thing. When you're when your your top pick when you're when the number four not your pick but the number four pick in a draft drafted higher than anybody else lottery pick says I'm I'm willing to be a defensive stopper I'm willing to play a role that was Wiggins I'm willing yes I'm willing to come in and do this the message that sends everybody else is as powerful as Kobe going to the the redeem team and going hey no you know what don't worry about getting me shots. I'm just going to defend. And everybody's like, what? Oh, this guy, all he cares about is winning. That's the message that Aaron, that's the most powerful message that Aaron Gordon could send to the Denver Nuggets for a team, by the way, that really, outside of KCP, none of these guys have ever won a ring. That's, that's the most amazing part of this. Like, they're figuring it out as they go collectively. Right. Never and and KCPs was in the in the bubble, which is totally different than like, okay, so how do we deal going on the road and hostile environment and up whatever you are? Like they have no previous knowledge of how this works, and yet they found a way to get it done. Yeah, they are really of the sixteen playoff teams, they are rolling. They are rolling and it's why if I'm, if I'm anybody, if I'm Damian Lillard, I'm anybody in the like I'm you know what, Denver, Sacramento, Memphis, with Denver clearly above those others, but there are some young teams coming in the West, and I look at the East as being the most vulnerable. Yeah, it it is interesting when you when you look at the great teams all time. They not only excel, but they make the previous dynasty look small, fragile, uh, misguided, poorly constructed. Yep. I look at Golden State against this team, and I'm like, oh, it's not close. Yeah, like that. None of your tricks work against this team. 
It's also, it's the chemistry of this team. Like yeah. everybody is happy in their roles. Nobody's, you know, even Michael Porter Jr. who has struggled, right? I see him trying to rebound because his shot's not falling. Yeah. I, the, you can't put a price on guys that are willing to put their egos aside and say, how can I help us get there? Yeah. I, I want to talk about, uh, I said this, Chris Paul makes $5 million a year with State Farm, $8 million a year Jordan Brand, made $360 million or close to it with money. Mm-hmm. He's becoming the best guy never to win a title. And when I hear Woj say it's the Warriors are in the conversation or I hear somebody say it's the Lakers and people say, well, you can get a, you can get him for a steal. Yeah. A, I don't buy that. Yeah. Uh, the idea the Lakers would say, we're going to pay you nothing, come off the bench. Not going to work. Yeah. But I don't think those fit. There are t- I think Phoenix, actually, if he came back, at a reduced role, it fits for him. Mm-hmm. I think it. I, I think Phoenix is perfect. They don't. You know what? He's not a great defender anymore, but they've got a rim defender. You can mm-hmm. go find somebody mm-hmm. in the market. Um, when you hear the Chris Paul stuff, it, it feels like I want to say, Chris, you made enough money. Yeah. And I'm. I'm. You've made half. You made five hundred million dollars or close to it. Whatever you made, four hundred million. Yep. Go choose the team, the roster that needs you, not the brand play, the Warriors and the Lakers. Yeah. I, that makes sense, especially at this point in his career. I mean, I think he's going to be 38 yeah. next year. Like, I do think Phoenix works. Phoenix works. I would say Boston would work. Yes. Right? But it's got, it has to be someplace a little bit like what the Clippers' idea was, which is if we, just, if we, ha- we know some of our talent is injury-prone, but if we have enough of it, we don't have to play them 75 games to make the, the, the playoffs. We can play them 55-60 and have them ready for the postseason. And if they're healthy at the right time, we're good. That's what Chris Paul... Chris Paul has done everything he can to maximize his physical ability at his advanced age, much like LeBron. But there's just a point where there's only so much you can do. And there's only so much you can squeeze out of that stone. And, and, and he's at that point. So... Yeah, some place where they can preserve him for the end of the year yeah. is the place that he needs to go. And I think Phoenix is potentially that. Boston. Boston is potentially that. Uh, you know, a- after that, it's hard to imagine him having the right size role, a role big enough that he feels like I am contributing and I'm meaningful. Because he's already taken a major pay cut if he goes to these places. Then you're asking him to come off the bench? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't and, work for me. Yeah. No, it's it's... And I don't, I don't. And at this point, I don't know whether he's willing to take that huge pay cut. Everybody just assumes. Right. Uh, we will see. He's going to, no matter what, because he loses half of his salary that he was due this next season. One of the only advantages in any sport to getting rolled, mm. like in a finals, yeah, or a big conference finals. Now, Boston didn't get rolled, so Boston's probably telling themselves the Celtics. Let's bring it back. Yep. But when you get like Milwaukee. Oh my God! Rolled early. Yeah, we got to rearrange the deck chairs. Yep. Miami's getting rolled here, and they're they're shrinking if they lose tonight. And the one thing that feels really obvious to me is I love their defensive guys. I love their culture. Yeah. They need a shooter. Yep. So the Dame thing works, right? I, I, I the more I thought about it, the more it's perfect for both ends. And I have been one who oh, has both said ends. yes because I've said that Damian like. 
Damien shouldn't have to go ring chase. If he didn't want to ring chase, if he wants to stay in Portland, people don't understand how much he's giving up if he leaves Portland to go to the Lakers or Philadelphia or some of these other top teams. But if he goes into Miami, no one's going to dispute that he's the biggest star on that team. That's the benefit of what's happening with Jimmy Butler right now. Like Damien, Damien doesn't lose the opportunity to be number one. Uh, that, cause that's what he has in Portland, whatever Portland's, I mean, y- you look at what he's paid, the endorsements he has, yeah. the shoe deal he has, it's requisite with guys like, well, it's greater than Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, right. Paul George, guys, guys who have basically done as much as he has, but he's done it and gotten all the credit because he's been the guy in one place doing it. So the reason that it works for Portland is because He's going to make $50 million each of the next two years. And an average, I think, of like $60 million the two years after that. Again, I mentioned all those teams in the West. Is Portland playing for a title no, no matter what they do no. with this number three pick? Their best, their best players after him are all kids. So at this point, you got the number three pick. It seems like the ideal time to hit the reset. And to open up the books, and if you can move, you can move Damian's money out. Get Tyler Hero. You would Tyler, Tyler Hero, Hero. gave Vincent, uh, probably Kyle Lauer to make the numbers work or whatever. I, like, and most Portland people are going to go for Damian. Are you kidding me? It's like, look, Damian has given you years of service. Also in the history of the league, when you trade a star, you lose the deal. So I mean, you do. Yes. So yes. The, the best you can hope for is yes. the number three player becomes a star in four years. Yep. But in the short term, you always lose the deal. Yep. Long term, you have a chance to make it up if draft picks hit. Yep. And and the other part is, you do a solid by Damian. If uh, uh, this has Damian saying, "I want out and I want to go to Miami." Yeah. Then you can make that work for less. And I think Portland would have to do if it. If Miami did that. People people in Portland right now are pulling their yeah, hair but again, out, man. They're going insane. You don't have to give up your three pick. Tyler yep. Hero is a shot maker. You've needed a wing forever. Go get one. Yep. There's ways to make this less painful. Yep. And again, if the number three player becomes Scoot Henderson, yep. you got yep. your point guard, yep. guard yep. for the future. Yep. So you'll lose, you'll lose for the first two years of a trade. You can win year three on if the draft picks hit. Yeah, so, and I look, if you're, if you're, I mean, looking at the West, I talked about how strong it is at the top, but the rest of it's soft. You can still, you can still make the playoffs with a, with a young, aggressive yeah. team. There's, there's, and uh, again, like, you get that money off of your books, and you can turn the page, and the expectations are reduced. And, and again, the, the bottom line is, like, are you going to get any further with Damien at this point? No. So, you know... Turn the page. Move on and do do right by a guy who's done right by if you. If Miami went and got him. I put him right at the top. So I, I think East. we all do. Yeah. I think everybody kind of feels like it's exactly what they need. Yep. The standards are high. Dame's a world-class guy. He he is what they need. And you and by the way, you got a couple of young shooters that you probably don't want to resign that would yep. make it work. Well, not only that, but the East. I mean, look at Boston. Um, so if Miami I think made flawed. the move, yeah. does Boston stay put? That's a great question. Because Miami is a great question. absolutely better with Dame. I would say no, they would not. They would do something. Now, they might not do something right away. They might wait till the trade deadline. But Brad Stevens has demonstrated that 
he's reluctant to yes. change any I'm going to I'm going to add pieces to my roster. I'm going to add pieces to my coaching staff. Like I'm going to patch what I have as opposed to rip something off and replace it. So I in in most cases I would think you would have to have an answer, but I would not be surprised if Boston didn't. But Milwaukee, Milwaukee needs to do something. Like that, that that's what I like about Dame going to the East is that the team, the top teams, Philadelphia. Who knows if they've got James Harden? Uh, around Giannis, Milwaukee is old. Boston's core two, I'm not convinced, is a championship core. And Miami has demonstrated what they can do with less. Man, I just think if you add Damian to that, who fits their culture so perfectly, yeah. I and his weakness can be masked. He's not a good defensive player. That's okay. Butler and Bam are. Yeah. That's not their issue. And and it's not for lack of effort. effort. I would imagine Miami will make him a better defensive player. Rick Buger, I was gonna call you for cigars last night. I was oh, sitting there at five thirty. And I didn't go to the wine auction with old uh, bougie guy over here, so I thought, I want to have cigars. I was going to make a cocktail, call you over, and then I'm an idiot because we can't tonight because we need clarity right. to watch the game. Yes. Tomorrow night, Tomorrow night. the Herd Grotto. We're, we're, we're on. What are you, are you, are you you're, uh, you're firing up the grill? I'll fire up the grill. I'll provide the uh, cigars. Really? Yeah. No, I'm going to go all in. If you didn't live down there in Bougieville, I live up here with the did, regular did folks. Did you just say the Herd Grotto? Yeah. The last time I heard Grotto was associated with the Playboy Mansion. Well, is, is there something popping off that I need to know It has nothing about? to do. It, it's not similar to that, I can assure you. Of all yeah. the grottos, that's the one that's least like my house. Let me. Can I hit you with a random, random, random uh, one? First, I need to know, were you, were you, did you drink before you played last night? I did not. I no. drank Saturday night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, uh, how about this one? Udoka is now coaching in Houston. Yes. Let's say they whiff on Harden. And yes. they whiff on this Kyrie Irving nonsense that your buddy Mark Stein is floating, which is total garbage, by the way. Um, now he's what if Udoka says, I want to get one of my guys from Boston. I'm going to go get Jalen Brown. I'm going to make Jalen Brown my one, and I'm going to see if I can put together a poo-poo platter for Boston of Kevin Porter, Sengun, and the fourth pick, and like whatever else salaries. Is that something Brad Stevens would entertain? Kevin Porter could be like a bench guy. He'll fall in line. Sengun, a smart, cerebral big who's in the mold of Jokic, but not quite there. Is that something? Plus the fourth overall pick. Could Boston be entertained? That's it. Horford's getting old. Good Lord. That's a lot. Is that a lot to give up? That's a lot to give up. Sengun, Porter, and four for Jalen Brown? Yeah. Sengun. Jalen Brown's a second team. Sengun is legit. And the number four pick. That's that feels like a lot. If I'm, if I mean, I'm they still Boston, got Jabari Smith. They got Jalen Green. You can't win with kids in this league. Houston's eight years from a title if these guys hit. I I understand that, but we're now anointing Jalen Brown as some well, vanguard. Make, okay, veteran wasn't who's he arguably like he wasn't make, Brown arguably the second best player in the finals, or maybe like one B to to Tatum last year? Well, he you know what a turnover to assist. Uh, he's yeah. I think, and he's also not as good defensively as he. It feels like three years ago he's a better defender. I like him a lot. Yeah, I don't like him. I like him. I like him a lot too. I just like second elevating. We're elevating him to cornerstone of. We don't know what he can be. If you could take tomorrow Jamal Murray or Jalen Brown, who would you take? I would take Jamal Murray. He's a better offensive player. I love Jamal Murray, but it's an offensive league. Well, if he's your number one, though, I don't know how dominant you are. What six foot three guards are dominant in the league? That's fair. You know. When That's you got right. Jokic, it's nice. But yeah. again, again, this go like the Warriors comparison. Like you can take individuals and take them apart and go, they're not nearly as good 
individually. Yeah. But you put them together. You put Jokic and Murray together. Yeah. And now you have something special. Oh, it's it's all-time stuff. The once Jamal Murray becomes not only a scorer, but like Jokic, he's now a playmaker? That That's a great team. It's That's a... Both guys are 10-plus assists and yeah. 23 points. Like, okay, now we're talking about, like, all-time stuff. That just doesn't happen. People, people don't go crazy when I make this comparison because I'm not saying that Jamal Murray is Steph. But I saw Steph go through the same evolution in terms he was a scorer. And then KD comes in mm. and Clay blows up. And Steph really wanted to prove that he could be a point guard, not just a scoring guard. And it changed the way you had to play against him. I've seen Jamal Murray go through that same evolution in these playoffs because he wasn't I, he's shown me things about being able to play make when he can't score and still impact the game and even defensively. I thought he was Devin good. Booker and then I'm like oh, Devin Booker's not that. Like he feels like he and Devin Booker's great, but it feels like I always felt there were scores and that's no. kind of what they were, not great defenders. Yeah, that's a good. But yeah. once he's a playmaker and a scorer, it's like okay, that's a different player. Yes. That's yes. a different level if, than Booker. And if and if Devin could take that next step as a playmaker, I think he'd be even better than Jamal because I think athletically he's yes. He's, Devin, he's, when Devin gets going, like Jamal, you put and you saw it in the last game. Yeah, like they trapped him. You can take him away yes. as a scorer. Right. Yes, you right. Can. I don't know that you can take Devin away you as a can. scorer. But right? if yeah. you move off from Chris Paul, doesn't Booker maybe go into the Jamal Murray role in Phoenix? I don't know uh, Frank Vogel's history. Does he want like the big combo guard, um, mm. or does he like a pure point guard the to league, run the show? The league is moving more into a positionless league. It has for ten years. Yeah. I mean, Austin Reeves isn't a pure point. Lakers love no. him. He's yep. a guard. Yep. He just can do off ball with ball. He's just yep. kind of a guard. Yep. You you have to be able to do both at a high level for your team to go someplace. All right. Tomorrow night, the Grotto. Set. I can't wait to find out what kind of cigars we're having. Oh yeah, we don't. We don't uh, uh, like your wine auction. We don't do second tier. I'm out. I'm out on tomorrow, guys. Sorry, I have to take out the trash <laughs> and um, fold laundry. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org/cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com.